what I mean to say, a nutshell podcast is my little snack size pod that launches new episodes every Monday and Thursday. It's where I get to drop topics and throw around my own honest opinions and insights on some of life's lifiest moments while connecting each episode to a fun and relatable meme. I'm your host, Rhea. Let's get right into it. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of What I Mean to Say, a Nutshell Podcast. I'm your host, Freya, and I'm happy to be here today. Today, episode 68, I think. I think so. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, today, we're talking about dating. Can we just slow it down for a second? <laughs> That's the title. Uh, dating. Let's just slow it right down. Um, I'm going to jump right to the meme today. It's, um, the character is from the movie Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, it's Kip. As <laughs> remember who Kip is, he's hilarious. And the meme says, got a first date with her. So I guess you could say things are getting pretty serious. <laughs> Which is kind of how things go in the dating world nowadays. People are so so wanting to just rush things rush through the phases of the early stages and just <clears throat> really get in there and and you know fast track to dtr right to um define the relationship as it stands and i think when people are doing that and i've fallen guilty to this too i'm not exempt i am full on in this dating world and i have fallen guilty to that and <clears throat> Excuse me, those things tend to happen for a couple of reasons. I think things move forward too quickly because both parties are wanting to. You feel like you're on the same page, you feel super connected. It's that romance and the exciting, really early stages of the getting to know each other, but it can get so overclouded by. Um, just the emotion that we kind of throw logic entirely out the window. And when that happens, we do things like ignore any red flags <clears throat> or at least brush them off and just, just you know, say those are just pink flags or they'll go away or I can change them. That's a lot of people are, you know, guilty for that, whether they want to admit it or not. We'll see somebody and and just like, latch onto them and feel like a really strong maybe physical connection initially <clears throat> and then as it progresses um there's lots of things that are maybe coming up for you that you would typically consider a red flag but because you're just so immersed with this person and you know especially if it's reciprocated right if it's i'm just i'm talking about in situations where it's mutual if you're if it's all if it's one-sided and you're just like i'm so into this person and the other person is like yeah i'd walk away in a second then there's that uh, imbalance of energy that's being put into it and those ones have like a even even a shorter um shorter lifespan what i'm trying to say um whereas if you have two people who are feeling mutually connected but then don't have the emotional maturity just kind of like slow it down slow your roll and just like take it take your time with it um couple of things can happen some people can get and this may be maybe more on the women's side maybe 
can start to get a little impatient that things aren't moving in the direction they want. <clears throat> or um, maybe um, that imbalance comes like you're all in and you're all in together and then you start losing yourself. You start forgetting about the things that were really important to you on a like daily basis or a weekly basis up to that point. Maybe it's you know, getting yourself to the gym a few times a week. And maybe you've let that go by the wayside or maybe you're not connecting with your girlfriends as much as you once did or your guy friends. Like I'm trying to talk on both sides here. But when those kinds of things, when you just like drop everything for somebody and you're investing that much energy that you once sort of compartmentalized into like, this is when I have my time with my kids. This is when I have my time for myself. This is when I have my my time with my own things that I enjoy doing and like for me I mean if we're giving examples for me right now that's going to be like writing and preparing for these podcasts and taking the time to write and read and research and that means listening to other podcasts and it means reading articles and and seeing if there's anything like that I can bring things together to put out these episodes that's important to me and I I mean, so far, I mean, it's been a whole year almost that I've been doing this podcast. I don't think I, I've not once put it aside for another person, <laughs> uh, unless it's like, you know, the week is just insanely busy, something to do with my kids. But in terms of a relationship, I've not put it aside for, um, because I'm super immersed in dating somebody, because that's not been the case <laughs> this year. And I'm going to be very mindful of that when that happens in the future, that I'm just not dropping these things that are important to me so that's important to me I want to give it some time and energy and effort and then also um getting myself back to the gym I've been there you know I've been there four four, three times this week and um that's important to me too making sure that that is a priority and I think that can tend to be one of the number one things that we kind of like let go when we're you know just too immersed in a brand new relationship and we want to spend all this time together and um, another thing too is I'm just I'm learning a lot about um, the the game of lacrosse. I mean I know a lot of it already, but I know I talked about it on my last podcast that I'm going to be calling games at the Saskatchewan Rush games, and so I'm learning a lot about that, and that's important to me. So I'm giving that as much attention as I can, and then also I've got my kids every other week, and I'm you know raising a couple of teenage boys and there's no shortage of energy that needs to be put there too so I mean you just find your own balance on these things and when that balance gets disrupted and it's somebody that you're like I really want to like give you energy but if you give them all your energy then everything else kind of falls by the wayside and then ultimately you're just kind of letting yourself down as well as sometimes other people too when ultimately what gets forgotten there is any um any mystery like the that sort of level of mystery is now gone because now you're talking to that person non-stop you're spending all your time with them you're planning all the things you're already having a bunch of sleepovers and you know doing fun things together and yes you love it and it's like your heart is like expanded you're feeling like super euphoric and it's like this is an amazing feeling because it is an amazing feeling of course it is but if you're fast tracking to race through those feelings that as we all know inevitably those feelings do subside that doesn't mean they go away sometimes they do fully go away but if it's all in too much like something at some point will have to give somebody will be like 
I feel like if it's too much, too soon, too quick, um, it's a flash in the pan and it will phase out faster than it even started. And then we've got a relationship here that's, you know, it's they're on the outs before it even really got going. And I think that's actually really common with, with people. And I think a couple of reasons, a couple of things happen to cause that. I think on one hand, let me talk about the guy's perspective for a second. Maybe if this guy has a group of buddies who's typically, you know, getting to see them and spending a lot of time with them a few times a week and then that goes away and now his buddies are like, where are you? Like, what's going on? How come, like, we don't see you anymore? That a resentment starts to come. And the last thing you want is your man's buddies to feel resentment towards you. That's not, like, that's not a good thing. And the same goes for the other way. Like, the last thing you want is your girls coming at you the difference there is that I think men are going to resent you more than they're going to resent their buddy. Whereas for our female counterparts, I think our friends are going to resent us more before they're going to resent the guy. And that's just my perspective on that. So I think like if it's always been important, important, sorry, lost my voice there for a second. If it's always been important to you to make time for things that are for you, whether that's going out with friends, taking yourself for lunch, going to the gym, taking your dog out for a walk, whatever it is that's important to you. If you're putting those things aside and just putting all that attention now on this person, well, what happens when it starts to phase out? If it starts to phase out or the the flame is starting to like die down a little bit or the guy scares off because there are guys who can be in there, in it to win it in those first couple months. And then even they can start to feel like, this is getting a little bit too much. And one of two things happens. You find yourself very lucky to be in a relationship with somebody who's emotionally available and emotionally mature to come to you and say, babe, I care about you so much. I love that we spend time together. Um, but I would love it if we could go back to doing things that are important to us so we can allow ourselves the t- opportunity to miss one another. And so when we get to come back together, we're that much more excited about it again. Or, so that's one op- like one option that could happen, which would be ideal, but I can't personally say that that's ever happened to me. The other thing that will happen is the guy will freak out and he will start to phase you out and not even talk to you about it. You'll start getting less text messages. He won't be prioritizing you as making plans with you first anymore. He'll probably start, you know going out with the guys again which he should have been doing all along anyway and maybe not you know connecting with you and maybe keeping you in the loop of like you know I'm going out for the night with the guys I'll talk to you tomorrow like you're not even getting that much and so then you start to freak out and you start to get pissed off and then you say to him and now you're three months in you're mad because he's making a what appears to you as a total 360 and really uh 360 would be all the way around, right? 180? 180 turnaround? Um, and now you don't really recognize this person that you've fallen for and you want all this time and, and attention and, um, you know, you want all their time and attention is what I'm just trying to say. And I'm speaking from people, my like friends of mine, people that I've talked to, more of a woman's perspective for sure, but I know that guys are just as guilty of it. I know this happens for both people. So maybe if we find that things 
rather than getting to the point of it being so like intense because we have not gone slow from the get-go but it being so intense and wanting to like fast track through all those phases all those emotions and just be like boom 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 let's get this over with so that we can just like settle on into being this like you know netflix and you know in our sweatpants and you know you stop making any effort for each other i mean i think people go through those phases so quickly now that uh it's just it makes it easier for people to just be like well now we don't really have need to try and you either stop trying or you just like break up and then you get to like get all those fun feelings going again with somebody new and there's no time in between because you just want that excited feeling back again so what if what if you just slowed down from the beginning what if we tried going on a first date with somebody and only seeing it as a first date not going on a first date with them and seeing it as this guy is good, can make a really great father one day or or this you know he's gonna he's gonna make a great husband how about if we don't even put that in our minds on the first date or the second date or probably the first couple months of even getting to know somebody the slower you can kind of maintain the pace and by the way ladies you have full control over that you have full control and the way that you keep the pace going here we're back again with a couple of options what's going to happen he's either going to be like i want to move faster okay great then have a conversation with me let's have a conversation and see where we want things to be going if we're progressing or he's going to be like i'm out maybe he's bored with the slow train maybe he wants fast furious intense but intense fizzles out. I know we've talked about, like, I think it's uh, Logan Yuri. She talks about the slow burn rather than the spark. She always says, fuck the spark. <laughs> that people get a spark. But it's like, because people would go on one date, there's no spark, goodbye. But it's like, well, something obviously attracted you to this person in the first place. Whether it was physical, whether you had good banter when you were messaging each other. This is assuming that you maybe connected online on a dating app, perhaps. But there's something that brought you there in the first place. So date one is a really bad, uh, it's a bad, dis- it's, an, it's a bad idea to make your full assumption of someone off after one date and two dates and probably three. I'm going to tell you why. My, my own opinion, of course. Because people are often nervous when they're going on their first date with somebody and you're not really yourself. I can fully attest to this. I can be a nervous dater. I'm just a little bit, you might be surprised by this, but I can be a little bit shy initially, a little bit tentative. Doesn't mean I have walls up, but I'm just like a little bit like, I'm somewhat cautious at times. Um, I'm trying to let that go more because I don't, I feel like when you bring that energy, then you're not opening yourself up to anything, but you have to kind of strike a balance because if you're too open and too like giving too much of yourself, then it looks you know, it can appear kind of like desperate and needy. So you, you know, like I said, you got to like strike a balance there when you're doing the whole like early stages of dating. But if we take the pressure off the table from the get go from date one and just be like, I'm going on this date. I'm just ha- meeting someone. I'm just seeing if there's, if there's a vibe, if there's not a vibe, am I like, you know, the only reasons that you should be like, absolutely not to a person, just say to a person like, I will absolutely not date that person again, is 
for me, I mean, you have your own re- reasons, but for me, it would be like, if they're rude, if they're really rude to like serving, um, like the service staff or, uh, if they talk about themselves the whole time and they don't even try at like asking anything about me at all. Um, if there's some pretty obvious red flags coming up for me and like, Maybe he gets really drunk on our first date or something. Like, to me, those would be things that I'd be like, um, not sure I want to go on another date with this person. However, I feel like I'm in a good enough position to be like, yeah, I didn't really love that first date, but, you know, I think you're a really nice person and I would date, I would go out with you again. Like I said, if those few things I mentioned before didn't happen. But um, I think that we have to be a little bit, like, gentle on ourselves and give ourselves the benefit of the doubt because first dates can be awkward and nerve-wracking and sometimes uncomfortable and especially depending on if you're doing something or you're somewhere where you're like totally out of your element um it doesn't always make for like putting yourself in the best light so maybe if we just like go into it thinking i'm just going on this date with this person if i like their energy if i like what they're you know putting forward and that they kind of make me want to do the same All you have to decide on that date is if you want to see that person again or not. And if you do, great. Make plans to see them again. And then after the next date, if again you're like, yeah, I could still, like, I'd still want to get to know this person. Then see them again. It's not rocket science. And then you continue that kind of slow burn pattern until at any point you have a date and you're like, yeah, I'm not really, I'm not feeling anything with this person. Then, then there, then that's your decision. That's your, that's your out. You're like, I'm just not feeling it. Or, you know, you could easily say something along the lines of, um, I've enjoyed getting to know you. I just don't feel like this connection is leading to, you know, what I'm really looking for. You know, you can word it. You can be gentle. You can have open conversation with people. And I think people would appreciate more hearing the truth than being ghosted and uh, not knowing. I, I personally would much rather be broken up with. I would much rather somebody say, you know what, I, this is, just, I'm just not feeling it. You're a lovely person, but you know, this isn't the connection for me. I would a hundred times rather hear that than all of a sudden being like, well, we've had four dates. It seemed really good. I'd like to see him again. I mean, we're not planning a wedding, but we're, you know what I mean? But I'd like to see him again. And but, you know, uh, now he's MIA. Like, I don't hear anything from him anymore. So that becomes confusing. And that breaks trust. And any time that happens, it's just one more little dig at when you're trying to put yourself back out there again. There's things that we tend to hang on to that we don't need to, but we do. Um, so maybe we could just be a little more responsible with each other's feelings. And if you've been seeing somebody for a couple of dates... The least you could do and if you're not interested anymore just say so like just say so that goes for guys or girls just say so we don't need to be in the habit out here of ghosting and making people feel confused or uncertain and yeah so anyway the other thing too that i was thinking about recently and i actually was listening to another podcast oh gosh i'm gonna forget her name right now um it's not one i listen to very often but i had tuned in for this one and she was talking about um the percentages of, of divorce after like um, consecutive marriages. So, um, or consecutive subsequent marriages. Anyway, so the divorce rate uh, for your first marriage is 50%. 
Uh, we know that. That's a pretty common number nowadays. Everyone says only half of all, half of all marriages end in divorce. But did you know that the percentage of marriages, like of your second marriage, that end in divorce is 67%. And third marriages, the, the percentage of third marriages ending in a divorce, 73%. 73%. I mean, I only know a couple of people who are on their third marriage, but, um, I mean, for different circumstances, but to me, it's like, what? that's, I'm sorry, but if I went skydiving and they're like, yeah, we're, we're going to do tandem, we're good to go, not even to worry. Okay, great. But there's a chance your parachute might open. You're like, mm, it's my first time. I'm going to go for it. You go for it. It's pretty good. You know, you're, you're kind of nervous. You still go for it little bit rocky there at the end but ultimately the shoot opens and you're good to go and then the next time you go they're like okay you've done this once before and everything went well however this time only a 67 percent chance the shoot's gonna open are you gonna go <laughs> like are you gonna actually take that jump if you were told by your second go around that only 60 it has a 67 percent chance that it's not going to survive. I'm like, that's that's a little too much on the high side for me. And then if that breaks down and you get married again, or in this analogy, you go on the parachute again because that landing was even rockier the second time, but hey, third time's a charm, as they say. Yeah, not so much. The next time, there's only a 70, there's a 73% chance that your shoot's not going to open. 73% chance that your third marriage will end in divorce. That is facts, people. That you can Google that shit. And that is like, to me, that is, that's like, <laughs> what's the word? Um, uh, let's like, that's like comparing it to like somebody being like, oh, I have, you know, burning energy to have babies. And then it's just like, oh, here, I'll give you some some birth control and then they you let them like babysit your toddler for an afternoon and they're like yep good enough I'm good that's the best birth control I needed it's kind of like that it's just like oh 73% okay well 67 after it's the likelihood of that your second marriage will end in divorce makes me feel like let's take this as slow as humanly possible because I'm not in any hurry and I know I've used this number number not equation but well yeah equation before on a, on a podcast but even putting it in perspective this way I'm 47 no I'm not that's a lie I'm 46 I will be 47 next year in a few months and I was thinking about this a few times like hypothetically let's say if marriage was even on the table even a prospect a glimmer in my eye which by the way it is not but let's just say if it were and I got married again at like 50 years old let's say at 50, well, what's our, I didn't even know what the average age now of people, <laughs> life life expectancy. But I know that my parents are still kicking at 70, like early to mid 70s. And they've been married over 50 years. So if I got married again at 50, and at, let's say I live till 80, I'm going to, like, I could still, in theory, be committed to someone for 30 years. That's twice as long as my first marriage. So, I mean, I guess, um, statistically speaking, I would have time for two pretty long-term marriages still. 
in terms of how divorce rates go for consecutive marriages. But anyway, let's we're getting ahead of ourselves because there it's pretty unlikely I'm getting married again, let alone two more times. Like, oh my god. So um, anyway, just saying that I I've, I've had a, a more enlightened look at dating this past year, especially. And a couple of things that I do try to keep in mind when I'm really focusing on keeping the slow burn um, in a relationship and not rushing things is that more often than not, when I take my time and I get to know somebody after a couple of months, because it does take a really long time to actually get to know somebody, if you think about it, you don't know when you rush things and you've moved in with somebody after a couple of months and then you... And then you try to, you think you know one another, you don't. You don't really know each other yet. It's still the honeymoon phase. It's like the best behavior phase. It's the everything is, you know, happy, happy, joy, joy phase. And uh, when things start to get real is when you start to be like, oh, okay. So now some of the red flags that you chose to ignore before start to pop back up. Because as they say... Red flags in the beginning. Red ignored ignored red flags in the early stages almost always tend to be what breaks down the relationship in the end. So you're doing yourself a disservice by ignoring any red flags. You as ladies, men, you guys too. If there's stuff where you're like, oh shit, listen to it. You don't need to. You don't need to make your decision after one date if there a red flag pops up. But you can put a pin in it. That's what I've been saying lately when I talk to my sister about going on dates. I'm like, it's not a red flag. I mean, it, it could be, but I just like put a pin in it and I just like observe and just see. And if I see the pattern again by the second date, you're just like, okay, now I know it's a red flag because you don't always know. Maybe it's just somebody's having an off date. Maybe they're having, I do tend to give the benefit of the doubt because as human beings, we are not perfect. And I would expect that same grace put on me because I don't think I present well as a first dater <laughs> if that makes sense um maybe I do maybe I don't I don't know and the point is, is that I don't stress out about it anymore um I also haven't been on a date for a very long time <laughs> either so that's okay too um but I would say that um yeah just being able to focus on the things that bring us joy in our lives and if we are sticking true with those things and just honoring ourselves daily, weekly with the things that we enjoy and you keep, you hang on to those things because they're important to you. And then you allow somebody else to come in slowly and see how they complement those things. Because if, if it's somebody who now wants to monopolize your time and they're like, why are you doing that? Why are you going with your friends? I wanted to spend time with you. That's, that's no bueno as far as I'm concerned. I think that would definitely call for um, a little attention, probably a conversation and being really real with each other right off the bat. It is important, now I can't stress how important this is, that you have a very clear understanding of what you want and what is important to you in terms of your core values and your beliefs and your deal breakers. I think those are really important. Like, for example, if you um, have older children... And the idea of being with somebody with small children is like an absolute, like, no thank you. Then be honest about that. Even if you meet somebody that you have a great connection with, if that's, 
important to you, if it's at your core where you're like, I do not want to be 55 years old helping raise kids that are, you know, only five, four, three or four or five years old right now, when your kids are, you know, literally a couple of years away from finishing high school. If that just doesn't jive with you, then don't waste your time with somebody who has little children. You're like, but I love, but I really like them, but we have a connection. Yes, but that's a deal breaker for you. So it will inevitably come back to bite you in the ass. If you're not really clear and sure about those things, write them down. Write them down and be like, can I sit with this? Is this a, I kind of wouldn't mind this, but like, I can live with that. If you can live with something, if you're like, no, I can manage that, then that's not a deal breaker for you. That's like, no, I can, I can manage that. But if you're hard and fast you know, on things like, no, no way am I going to date somebody who um, yeah, like was an addict in the past, perhaps. Like Maybe that's just a thing. Or maybe I'm very like put off by people who have very, you know, strict religious views, perhaps. That could be another one. Like things that are important to you are important to you for a reason. And if you're not honoring those things, then you're just letting yourself down, ultimately. And what can feel like a red flag at the beginning is ultimately going to be what breaks it down in the end. And we just get so caught up in the lovey-dovey of relationship early stages that we forget to um, pay attention, right? We let the heart lead over the, over the brain. And if we can strike a balance between the heart and the head, then you're more likely to see somebody as they are in front of you and not just the potential you see them having 5, 10, 15 years down the road. If you can't accept somebody with all of their faults and everything where they're at in their lives, in that moment that you that they are in front of you, then it is not your job to try to change them. It's they, This person is not a project. And if, if something is not jiving for you, then perhaps that's not your person something to think about um yeah anyway so I don't really have like well I mean I gave a couple of little tips like if you I think number one would be just to be really sure with what you're looking for and if you're not looking to date if you're looking for something more casual just be really honest with that there's no shame whatsoever just be honest about it um because I know there's people that will be like he just wants to take it slow he doesn't want to like you know, he just wants to have a casual thing. He doesn't really want to date right now. And then like two months later, he's dating somebody else. It's, well, I'm going to tell you right now, it's because he didn't want to date you. Okay. Let's just be very clear on that. It's not that he wasn't open to dating and having a relationship. He just didn't want to have one with you. And that might sting, but it's better to know. (laughs) So if I'm going to tell you one thing too, when you are connected, feeling connected with somebody and things feel mutual and there is a sense of simplicity to it there's a sense of ease um you don't have to question that person if they like you you're not at home wondering do they like me no you won't be asking that because you'll just know but just because you're on the same page in terms of like enjoying one another's company does it mean you have to fast track and be telling each other that you love each other in a month or that you have to be talking about moving in together or even doing any of those like typical timeline stages. No, you really don't. 
make sure that you're honoring yourself in those moments. Be ready to have open conversation and open dialogue all the time, right from the get-go. This is what I want. It's important to me to have time with my friends. It's important for me to go to the gym X number of days a week. It's important for me to do X, Y, Z. And you'll know what those things are because you've written them down and you've talked to yourself about them and you're like, this is not a good thing for me. I can't be in a relationship that allows or expects ABC because for me, I need these things. So when you're clear about those things and I can't speak for you, only you know, once you have a better understanding about that, then you have a better chance of really putting yourself out there the best version of yourself to attract what you want, deserve, and ultimately can manage. (laughs) Like if somebody comes to me and they're super intense and they're super, like, I don't know if that's something I can manage. And if somebody comes in super needy and wanting so much of my time, I can't manage that. So anyway, just some things to talk about. So if you're out there dating and you're, you know, we're close to the end of December here and you're making a New Year's resolution for yourself that next year I'm going to put myself out there and I'm going to get out there and date, (coughs) excuse me, then absolutely do that. But do yourself a favor, take the time, write down a few things that are super important to you. What are you truly looking for? What are you willing to um, put up with? What are no, like a red flag, no uh, non-negotiables. Figure out what those are for you and stick to them. Because if you're honoring yourself, you're absolutely going to be putting out your best self. Okay, I'm going to leave it there, everybody. Thanks for tuning in today. Um, As always, you can find me on Instagram at a nutshell pod if you want to talk, chat, slide into my DMs, take me on on a date. I don't care. That'd be fun. Anyway, that's where you can find me. So I'm going to leave it there. Have yourselves a great day. And until next time, keep moving forward with your heart and your eyes wide open. Mm